Vijnana means a supernormal psychic power. <coughs> it can be attained through a very deep concentration by means of samatha meditation. Vijnani means the one who has attained that supernormal psychic power. <coughs> I think you have practiced a very long time, Samatha meditation. <clears throat> this is you are known as a Banyani who has attained a great deal of supernormal psychic power. <clears throat> Today we uh, dealing with the difference between samatha meditation, serenity meditation, and vipassana meditation, and sight meditation. Buddhist meditation, there are two ways, two ways of meditation. The first is <coughs> Samatha meditation or serenity meditation or tranquility meditation. The second one is Vipassana meditation insight meditation. <clears throat> Samatha meditation has to be cultivated. <coughs> to attain deep concentration or highest concentration, that is jhana, or absorption, or fixedness of a mind. <clears throat> to attain this state of a concentrate, deep concentration, or jhana, one has to <clears throat> develop samatha meditation, serenity meditation. So, if one practices Samatha meditation, he can attain 
absorption or fixedness of mind only, not more than that. He cannot attain any insight of physical and mental phenomena or any wisdom or any enlightenment by means of a samatha meditation. But he can attain jnana, absorption, or deepest and highest concentration of a mind. But <clears throat> based on this highest concentration of mind, or absorption, He can proceed with the practice of a samatha meditation and then he can attain a vijnana. Six kinds of a vijnana, eight kinds of a vijnana, or ten kinds of a vijnana. That's a super normal psychic power. But he cannot can never attain any insight or any wisdom or any enlightenment by means of a samatha meditation. <clears throat> the deepest concentration or highest concentration of a mind that Samatha meditator has attained is not enough to eliminate defilement, defilements such as lust, greed, hatred, and so on, which are the causes of suffering. The defilements are Defilements are the causes of suffering. As long as you have a defilements such as the lust, greed, hatred, and so on, then you are surely subject to suffering. So defilements are the causes of suffering. If you have a desire to poses a house or a car, then you are subject to suffering. Because of this desire for <coughs> a car or a house, you'll have to make a foot or strike or exert to get it with suffering, not without suffering. Am I right to say so? Right. Hmm. <clears throat> 
then this desire is the cause of what? Hmm? This desire is the cause of what? Happiness. <laughs> what? Suffering. Is the desire a craving for a car or a house? Attachment to a car or a house is the cause of suffering. So this desire, one of defilements, is the cause of suffering. Then what should you do when you want to get rid of suffering? What should you do when you get want to get rid of suffering? Suffering is a effect and defilement is a cause. Where there is a cause, there will be effect. Where there's, there isn't cause, there won't be effect. Then defilement, such as lust, greed, desire, attachment, craving, hydrate, ignorance, and so on, are the cause. Suffering is effect. And when, what should you do, or what? are you to do when you want to get rid of the suffering? Eliminate. Remove the cause. To eliminate? To eliminate the cause. It's the origin. Cause. What is it the cause? Defilements. Defilements. What are defilements? Desire, greed, lust, hatred, ignorance, illusion, Conceit and so on, <clears throat> which defiles the mind. Then, if you are unable to do away with these defilements, could you have any happiness or peace? Or could you get rid of suffering? No, not at all. If you <clears throat> do not want to have an effect, you must destroy the cause. It's a cause. Isn't there's a fire? Here, there's a fire. When there's, where there's a fire, there will be smoke. Isn't it? What causes smoke? Fire. Fire. 
then there's a fire. If there, there's a fire, there will be smoke. Unless there's a fire, there won't be smoke. If we don't want to see the smoke, what should we do? We must say, quench or put up the, the fire, isn't the cause. If the fire, the cause, has been eliminated or put up there, will there be any smoke? No, not at all. Not at all. And if we don't want to embrace, can I use this word, suffering, yeah, what should we do? We must eliminate or eradicate or destroy the cause. It's the cause. What's that? Defilement. Defilements. Yeah. We must de destroy or eliminate defilement. That is the cause of the suffering. When the defilement has been destroyed, there won't be suffering at all. It's the cause. It's the uh, effect. Then now, according to the scriptures, Buddhist scriptures, I have already told you, the practice of a samatha meditation enables a meditator to attain highest concentrations only. But this concentration, jhana, is not enough to eliminate the defilements. Because the defilements can be eliminated, eradicated through insight or wisdom or realization of the true nature of mentality and physicality. But the concentration, how deep it may be, can be the cause of uh, the concentration or jhana or absorption. How deep it may be. cannot destroy or eradicate defilements because it hasn't any power or strength of knowledge. So, one who has attained all the eight stages of absorption, jhana, <clears throat> cannot destroy or eradicate the defilements. He may have the power of a supernormal psyche, uh, knowledge of a supernormal power, but he cannot destroy defilements. 
because he hasn't attained any insight or wisdom or realization. Then that samatha meditator can get can that samatha meditator get rid of suffering? No, not at all. Why? Why? Why not? Why cannot samatha meditator get rid of suffering? Because he has just developed nine powers. Because he wanted his insight, wisdom. And he is not. Because he still got the defile. Yes, because he just developed mind power or concentration of mind only. Not insight or wisdom that can destroy the defilements with which he is still enjoying or feel happy. As in, then what should we do when we want to get rid of the suffering? Understand it. Anna? Understand it. Understanding. Wrong understanding. Is in wrong understanding of physical and mental phenomena. Is it necessary? <coughs> wrong understanding or right understanding? Right understanding. <laughs> right understanding. Right understanding of what? Of the defilements. Of the defilements, including both physical and mental phenomena. The defilement itself is a mental process, mental phenomena, isn't it? When we say the mental phenomena and that defilements are included, isn't it? So defilement also mental process that must be rightly <coughs> understood by meditator, isn't These defilements are also known as dukkha-satya, dukkha-satya and Pali, the truth of suffering. which is to be understood, isn't it? Which is to be completely understood. Pre-niya in Pali. Pre-niya. Yeah, pre means perfectly and completely. Niya means that must be understood. So dukkha sadhya, both mental and physical phenomena, is 
to be perfectly and completely understood in the right way. Unless we have the right understanding of the Dukkha Sajya, the truth of suffering, that's both mental and physical phenomena, we are not able to destroy defilements which is attached to those both phenomena. So we need to possess right understanding. Sama Deity, one of <coughs> the eight factors in the path. Sama Deity, right understanding. Then, can Samatha Meditator obtain again that right understanding? No. Because? Because it doesn't understand your sight within you. Yes. <clears throat> He doesn't understand. Both physical, neither physical, he does under, he understand neither physical nor mental phenomena because what he has attained through samatha meditation is just concentration. Isn't Just concentration. Vipassana meditation or insight meditation is a practice practiced to attain not only deep concentration but also insight or wisdom or enlightenment as well. When one practices Vipassana meditation, inside meditation, first of all, he has to make a strenuous effort to observe or to watch whatever arises in his body and mind so that he can attain deep concentration of the mind, through which, or based on which, he can attain insight that penetrates through the concept of soul, self, being person, to reality, Absolute reality, that's just the rising and passing away of mentality and physicality. Then, now we come to understand that when we practice Vipassana meditation, mindfulness is the most 
important factor that must be cultivated constantly, continually, uninterruptedly for the whole day without a break. Last night, the Venerable Aziziaro, having delivered a talk and got up from his seat and a stool and told you, all of you, that your mindfulness must be continuous and uninterrupted for the whole day without a break, so that you can make a good progress and concentration as well in sight. Do you know about that? Last night, you don't know because the Venerable Sierra <clears throat> say those few words, said to those few words in Burmese, in Burmese. And even Burmese monks and Burmese ladies, I think, did not notice that few, those few words. ตุปิญญาได้ฤทธามิไลลาเสียรอยไม่ตัวมะนิญญาไอ้ปิยอนฤทธามิไลลาบาไม่ตัวโลดีเดชุมะมูจินสะออนจูซาจาเดชุมะ
without any meditator's effort. But what meditators should do is to be mindful of each and every action and movement of body and mind for the whole day without a break, to have continuity of a mindfulness and concentration, that's all. If you can <clears throat> concentrate your mind very well or deep on the object of meditation, you need not do any other thing to make insight arise in you. The insight automatically and naturally will arise and you, when your <coughs> concentration becomes deep for trauma. So here we find in Upasana meditation, mindfulness, concentration and insight, one upon the other. The first of all, mindfulness, then upon it, what? Concentration, and upon it, insight of wisdom. If you don't have this, the first one, mindfulness, will there be any concentration? No. Not at all. Unless you have this, the second one, concentration, will there be any insight? No. Unless you have this insight, will there be any realization or wisdom? No. Unless you have this realization of the truth or wisdom, will there, uh, will anyone able to defy, destroy the defilements? No. Then if you have these defilements still with you, could you get rid of suffering? No. Then what <coughs> is the most essential thing you need to get rid of suffering, basically? Mindfulness. Weak mindfulness or strong mindfulness? How can you get this strong mindfulness? To observe physical and mental phenomena off and on. Isn't it? Yeah. Off and on. <laughs> Continuously, uninterruptedly, taking a little pain taking a little pain, not much pain. This technique the Buddha has taught us through his direct personal experience of the truth is very simple and easy to follow and practice. So that we can easily attain the wisdom or enlightenment. 
that can destroy the defilements which are the causes of suffering. Though the technique is easy and simple, we are we are so much lazy that we cannot observe each and every action and movement of a body and mind as it is. Hmm? I say we are, not you are. <laughs> not you are. <clears throat> you may not be lazy, but we are lazy. Huh? <clears throat> that is it. <clears throat> the Buddha said, <clears throat> if a man is lazy, he can't get anything from the Dharma. Is it right? Yes. He must be energetic. He must be attentive. He must be enthusiastic. And following and practicing this Dharma. Then he can get all what he wants to achieve. Isn't? So we can say There is no room in Buddhism for lazy people to attain anything. Is it? Yes. yes. This is not you, but the other people. <laughs> because you are not lazy. <clears throat> Yes, now, the difference between Samatha meditation and Vipassana meditation is Samatha meditation enable, enables the meditator to attain just concentration, deep concentration, by which one cannot destroy defilement, which are the causes of suffering. Vipassana meditation enables meditator to attain not only concentration but also what insight, wisdom, and enlightenment that can destroy <coughs> defilements at the cause, which are the causes of suffering. This is the main difference between. Samatha meditation and Vipassana meditation. But <clears throat> if Samatha meditation is uh, practiced, one can attain a deep concentration by which he can suppress the defilements for the time being. That is, as long as he has attained a deep concentration, his mind 
is purified from defilements for the time being. Because the mind is absolutely absorbed into the object of meditation. Then defilements such as the last degree, hatred, and so on, do not come to his mind or cannot come to his mind because the mind is perfectly absorbed into the object of meditation. But that concentration, that absorption cannot eradicate or destroy the defilements. So when he is disengaged from the object of meditation, then what would it happen to him? Defilements would come as soon as his concentration is interrupted or disengaged. So the Samadhaka meditation can yield some result for meditator. But it's not great because it cannot eradicate the defilements. Then, Vipassana meditation. If one practices Vipassana meditation, enthusiastically, energetically, and tirelessly he can attain first of all deep concentration, then insight that penetrates into the true nature of a mental and physical phenomena and realizes appearance and disappearance of both physical and mental and phenomena. Then he can destroy defilements, including desire attachment to both physical and mental phenomena. If these defilements has been destroyed, eradicated, there won't be any suffering at all. <clears throat> I think I think you have understood the difference between samatha meditation and vipassana meditation. You got the idea? Yeah. Need and explain more. No need. Then if you want to get rid of the suffering, what should you do? You need to practice Mata meditation or Vipassana meditation. <laughs> hmm? Vipassana. Vipassana meditation, insight meditation. Then one point is to be noticed. When one practices Samatha meditation, one have to 
has to use only a single object of meditation. That's a concept, not absolute reality. Concept. <clears throat> Say when he practices samatha meditation, the respiration meditation, breathing meditation is mentioned in scripture as samatha meditation. There are forty subjects of samatha meditation, including respiration meditation. But <clears throat> there is a different technique, different technique to practice this respiration meditation. Some of meditators concentrate their mind on and breathing and out-breathing. That's a, an element of motion. <clears throat> when he breathes in, the element of motion rises at the nose tree. And when he breathes out, <clears throat> there also element of motion rises. When he concentrates on at the nose tree and be aware of the touching sensation at the nose tree, it's not samatha meditation but vipassana meditation because the touching sensation consists of the four elements but especially element of motion. That is absolute reality. So if we focus the mind on the touching sensation at the nose tree, it's vipassana meditation, insight meditation. When his concentration is highly advanced then he can realize the appearance and disappearance of the touching sensation. That's a one of the feeling, uh, one of the five aggregates, aggregates of a feeling or sensation. There are five aggregates of a grasping, aggregates of a materiality, this is the first one. Then second one, aggregates of a feeling or sensation. The third, aggregates of a perception. The fourth aggregates of volitional mental formations, aggregates of mental formations. The fifth is the aggregates of consciousness. When we cultivate mindfulness on touching sensation at the nose tree, He is mindful of one of the five aggregates 
of a sensation, aggregates of a sensation, one of the five aggregates of a grasping, is a blurry reality. But some meditators concentrate their mind at the nose tree, but they are mindful of in and out of a breathing, not in breathing, not out breathing, but in and out of a breathing. In other words, coming of a breathing and going of a breathing. This is a not observed rea reality, it's a but just concept. In and out of a breathing is a concept. When he concentrate on it and develop his mindfulness on the in and out of a breathing, then he develops samatha meditation. That samatha meditation enables him to attain just concentration, not insight or wisdom or enlightenment. So, <clears throat> when he concentrates on the, at the nose tree, on the in and out breathing, as it's the object of a meditation, then whenever his mind goes out, he must take it back to the at, at the nose tree and focus the mind on in and out of a breathing. He mustn't go after the mind which is going out and be mindful of it. Right. He must take the mind to or uh, at the nose tree and be mindful of <coughs> and our breathing. <coughs> That's why I said Samatha meditator has to use a single concept as its object, as his object of meditation. Say when he hear, hears any sound or voice, he mustn't watch or observe <coughs> that hearing, but he must take the mind back to the nose and be mindful of and of breathing. If he feel any painful sensation or aching sensation, he mustn't be aware of that painful sensation, but he must take it back, take the mind back at the nose tree and be aware of and of breath. That is the technique of a samatha meditation. But in vipassana meditation, inside meditation, you mustn't use a single a single mentality or physicality as your object of meditation. But you must use every mentality and physicality which are arising moment to moment you mustn't choose anything, but you must observe what is arising in your body and mind as it is. But <clears throat> to 
contemplate or to concentrate easily. First of all, you have to use any mental or physical phenomena which is more distant than the other as the object of meditation. So the Venerable Mahasiddhara instructs you to focus the mind on the abdominal movement as your object of meditation. Because the abdominal movement is more distant than the other <coughs> object of meditation. But you must, you are not attached to it. Sometimes if meditate, uh, <coughs> cannot understand the technique perfectly, then he may be attached to the abdominal movement as the object of meditation. So not so. Abdominal movement must be watched or observed by <coughs> meditator at the beginning of his practice to concentrate his mind easily on. But during his contemplation of abdominal movement, if there is any object of meditation outside or inside, he must leave abdominal movement alone and go after the other object which is more distant than the abdominal movement and make a mental note of it as it is. Say, if you hear any sound, you mustn't cling to the abdominal movement. You yet, you must leave it alone and go after the consciousness of hearing. Then make a mental note of his hearing, hearing, hearing. Then again, if you do not hear any longer, then you return to the abdominal movement and make a usual mental note as rising, falling. When you have any itching sensation on your back, you mustn't cling to the object of meditation, central object of meditation, abdominal movement, but you leave it alone and go to the point of itching sensation and observe it as it is, itching, itching, itching until it has stopped. Only uh, after it has stopped, you return to the abdominal movement, and so on. So, in Vipassana meditation, no object of a meditation is prescribed or specified as the object of meditation, whatever mentality or physicality which is arising is the object of meditation to be aware of and to be mindful of. This also the difference between Samatha meditation and Vipassana meditation. To summarize this talk, the first difference between Samatha meditation and Vipassana meditation, Samatha meditation can uh, enables meditator to attain just concentration. Vipassana meditation enables the meditator to 
attain not only concentration but also insight, wisdom and enlightenment and eventually to get rid of suffering. Then the second one, and sometimes meditation, meditation, meditator can use a single concept as the object of meditation. And Vipassana meditation meditator cannot use a single concept, a single mentality or physicality as the object of meditation, but he must observe whatever arises in his body and mind as it is, moment to moment. If you have this basic idea of the difference between samatha meditation and vipassana meditation, then <clears throat> you can criticize vipassana meditation very well with a firm belief in it, it can uh, it enable you to realize the true nature of mental and physical phenomena, uh, appearance and disappearance of mental and physical phenomena that can destroy the defilements which are the causes of suffering, then you can get rid of suffering. So. May all of you well understand the difference between Samatha meditation, Vipassana meditation, and practice Vipassana meditation energetically, attentively, enthusiastically, and attain the cessation of suffering.